1: Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. All right. Carrie, turn it off. Good morning, Karen.
2: Good morning, Mark.
1: You've heard this song before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Do you know who sings this song, Karen? I'm giving you a hint. We're going to do the. We'll go over. We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2020 inductees were announced
2: this week. I heard about yeah. that, but.
1: So this is one of them. Okay. This is also something a lot of busy with.
2: I don't know who they are. I know the song.
1: It's called T Rex.
2: Oh, I would have never got that. The group? Yeah. I'd have never got that in a million years. Did they have there any other hits?
1: Uh, and I think I call them a one in 100, but I'll probably get blamed for them. This is also what happened this week.
3: You know who it occasion. Today we take a momentous step, one that has never been taken before with China, toward a future of fair and reciprocal trade as. We signed phase they got it done. Okay.
1: I, I was having my doubts that phase China. one would ever get done.
3: It got done. $200 And the farmers just must
1: American be workers, having a party.
3: Mm-hmm. I want to thank President Xi, who is watching as we speak. And I'll be going over to China, the not-too-distant future, to reciprocate. But I want to thank President Xi, a very, very good friend of mine. uh, We're representing different countries. He's representing China. I'm representing the U.S. But we've uh, developed an incredible relationship. But I want to thank him for his cooperation and partnership throughout this very complex process. He's very, very presidential here. here. We're tough, honest, open, and respectful, leading us to this really incredible breakthrough. Most people thought this could never happen should have happened 25 years ago. Well, there's his dick. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, you had, had to get his dick again, right? So, but he so, did it. Um, you
2: know, and he did say, look, that, you know, they're looking for their out for their country. And I think that was great that he said, hey, I'm looking out for our country's best interests.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and what else? And um, the, the USMCA... Got done, right? You know, um, it
2: was a very productive week for President
1: Trump. You know, the impeachment trial, well, you know, that's moving ahead at snail's pace, right? Oh. Um, but I, they uh, say
2: people don't care. It's the majority of people.
1: Yeah, you know, the, uh, so we'll see. Now, you know, not everybody is ecstatic about the trade deal. I, I loved it. One time, <laughs> the, one tra- <laughs> the one time President Trump called it the, uh, what did he call it? The Beautiful Monster.
2: The Beautiful Monster. Trade oh, deal. that's right. I yeah. remember that you now. You, you brought that? it up a long I, I time think, ago. I think you got but that. But f- that was so long ago.
1: I think you got that from, like, the Stormy Daniels, you know, tell-all book. <laughs> well, what happened to Stephanie? You know, I, we I were, don't know. She's been quiet ever since, you know, the judge ordered her to pay, like, 292000 for Trump's legal fees, you know. Yeah. But, um. I, I excuse me, I can't call her Unless Stephanie. She goes by. She said in her in her book, she said, said that only her mom and the IRS calls her Stephanie, and she hates both of them. So you know, we we'll we we'll, we'll follow mm, her ouch. wishes and uh, call her Stormy, and then of course her attorney, you know, Avenatti, He's I think he's oh, been, he's in, been incarcerated, in big trouble. Right? Yeah. So I we haven't heard much of Stormy, but um, we'll say I can't wait to read uh, Michael Avani's, uh tell-all book when he comes. Oh.
2: Yeah, no thank right. you.
1: So okay, so good morning everyone. You listening to Mark Daly and Carrie Waddell and you found the estate planning team's financial food for thought. And so yeah, Carrie, that's T Rex, right? And I, I you know, I, I think that was a one hit wonder. I mean I'm sure they had other music. Um you might have to ask your dad if he's got one of their old albums. Mm-hmm. Um but you know the the you know, so you know, so but the here so here's the class this year this year. You know, we are in Cleveland, rock and roll hall of fame town, right? Okay. So let's do reverse alphabetical order since I started with T Rex. Okay? okay. Notorious B. I. G. Yeah. Okay. Um nine inch nails.
2: Okay, you know, know that one Cleveland
1: I- connection I- there. Whitney Houston. It's yeah. too bad she won't. I'm be...
2: surprised she wasn't in before. Honestly, yeah. it... she was really big in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, it's
1: too bad we won't get her to hear her to hear right. her to sing the national anthem. Oh, she with. was amazing. You remember that from the Super Bowl? You know, you we know yeah. getting it this year. Demi uh, Lovato. Lovato. Yeah, so she has she's... a great voice. Yeah, so so if she can be. A... Um, okay, so Whitney Houston's in. Doobie Brothers. We've heard of okay, that, of heard them. Uh, Depecky Mode.
2: Pesh Mode.
1: Oh, pardon my French, Gary.
2: <laughs> I know that group. Do and you I know really? Their, yeah. I,
1: can you name any of their songs?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, what is it? Silence, Personal Jesus. Um,
1: oh, there you go. I know
2: a few of them. I've listened to them. Carrie, you're I, shocking I think I've me listened here. to them like in the morning when I'm in the office early. So
1: uh, do they deserve to be in?
2: I don't know. I I like the group. I like their okay. songs. Um, so, But that's so, old. I mean, that's, uh, that's right. 90s, 80s,
1: 90s. Um, So not everybody's Ecstatic about well, and everybody's ecstatic with the China trade deal. I mean, no one's complaining about it. But Janet Yellen, you remember her, Carrie? Yes. Um, you know, she came out and said, "Well, you know, this China trade war isn't over." Okay, and no, um, he said
2: it was phase one, right? Not... Right,
1: and you know, although you know they're talking hundreds of billions of dollars of Chinese goods, you know, it doesn't remove the more troublesome risk or conflict. Over Beijing and Washington, you know, um, you know, when, when they're dealing with some of the um, artificial intelligence, you know, and the super fast five G. 5G. See, five G is a big part of this, right? Um, you know, and who's going to control five G and 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 some of those things. So, you know, those issues have still to be decided, right? Um, these issues are going to be quite difficult to deal with, and will have very significant consequences for the global economy, she said. Okay, um, you know, China and the United States are already locked in a fight over Chinese tech company Huawei. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, um, Hawaii, I don't know how you pronounce I don't it. Um, yeah, you know, leading global um, provider of telecom equipment used to build five G you know, networks. Um, if the two economic superpowers are unable to find common ground, Yellen said the pace of technological advancement could slow and complicate the launch of new commercial applications. Um, but uh, we'll see, you know, so we'll see. Um, but I think it's, a, it's a, you know, it, we'll call it the, you know, we'll, I'm going to call it, you know, I'm going to call it the Godzilla uh, trade deal, you know, the beautiful monster carry. Okay. Um, so hopefully the Godzilla, you know, trade deal with China is uh, moving. And then um, we'll see if we get to phase two.
2: Right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m., Between 9 and 10, we are a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life. And that's true if you are working or you are already in your retirement years. And it's sponsored by the Estate Planning Team. And the Estate Planning Team is a fee-based, Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. What the Estate Planning does is build custom financial plans. We don't do investments. Our clients either... um, have an existing investment advisor or they have that role of do the investments themselves. We have both. Um, what we do is give people clarity on what they can, when they can afford to retire or if they're in retirement, what they can afford to spend without running out of money, how to create the income as tax efficiently as possible, using opportunities and avoid traps and addressing potential financial disruptors. And again, we've been around more than 35 years in the greater Cleveland area. Um, we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. Bureau. We also just this week found out we won the Super Service Award again, multiple years on Angie's list. Um, and that's for people who provide high quality service. We um, thankfully, people um, give us nice reviews. So if you want to do some due uh, diligence, we won that multiple years. Um, you can also check out the Better Business Bureau ratings as well. The company offers a free no obligation, no pressure consultation, which we can do by phone or in person. We know people are busy. Um, Certainly if you want to meet, we're happy to meet with you. But I know sometimes people want to go home after work or they're just busy or the weather or they don't want to go out because of flu season. Um, But certainly we can do those by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. At the consultation, we really talk about how we can help you, if we can help you. If we can't help you, we'll let you know. And then we'll talk about appropriate courses of action and what it would cost you. We have comprehensive retainer fees. Some people want help with the implementation recommendations and helping through the implementation until things are done correctly. It's not just analyzing, giving you a recommendation. We want to make sure things are done. Other people want to come in for hourly hourly because they may want pieces and parts and they do part of it themselves and or you have some immediate need. So you can take advantage of the free consultation, which you can either call us, we can give you a call back on Monday at 440-239-2090. Yes, we will be in the office this Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Um, So you can call us and we can get you back to you on Monday at 440-239-2090. If you go to the website, financialfoodforthought.com, you can contact us through the website for consultation. Or don't forget, next week is our updated IRA tax qualified asset and Roth class. And if um, you are someone who owns these assets, especially if you're 59 and a half or older, even if you're already taking minimum required distributions, you're going to want to miss this class or not. You're not going to want to miss this class because we're also going to talk about a lot in this class, the new SECURE Act and how it impacts owners of these assets, opportunities, the changes to stretch IRAs, And we're also going to go back to the basics: rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, Roth contributions versus conversion rules, minimum required distribution, um, and how it often creates more tax dollars for the government. And it's really about strategies to minimize the overall tax liability. And there's a great handout included. We do have space available. You do have to pre-register, and there's a great handout. So. Call 440-239-2090, or you can get more details online at financialfoodforthought.com. The following week, we have another class on the 28th at 6 o'clock for retirees and people nearing retirement. You can check that out, too.
1: All right, and you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And we keep uh, uh, talking about this month in January and all our shows of this month, and you can always go back and get the podcast. But, you know, uh, we've been talking about how you can build a custom financial plan. And, you know, we'll talk and we've been talking about how we do it for our clients and, you know, what mistakes we've seen people who've tried to do it on their own. Um, what, you know, we've tried to talk about, you know, the, the the robots may forget to ask you some important questions. Whereas, in other words, the robots can crunch all the numbers, but there's still that they're missing that human element, you know, quite yet. Now, eventually, Carrie, you know, you know, my. Feelings that robots are going to replace us all. But, you know, it, right, right now. That's
2: not a cheery thought, Mark.
1: It, right. But right now, <laughs> it's just that combination right now. The robots are not quite ye- yet there that, you know, they know how to deal with human emotions, um, you know, how to pick up human um you know, vibes, I guess, right. you know, for like a better term. Intuition. Or just, yeah. Just and, the, and,
2: and really focus on the emotional as much as financial planning or things are objectively, there's typically an emotional, especially in financial planning, objectively, people may want should do this. And there's every reason in the world they should follow this recommendation. But there may be some right. other reason, which is emotionally, it may not make sense, but it's how they feel. And right. robots don't care about how you feel.
1: Right. <laughs> As I said, well, you yelled at me for last week for saying robots, you know, are assume you're always telling them the truth. Right. Um, now. Um, all right. So we'll continue on that. But you mentioned, you know, so this week uh, we'll continue on that. Um, you mentioned the SECURE Act. So the SECURE Act, again, It, it that's a major, you know, retirement tax law change. Now. You might have not heard so much about it yet. You know, remember, it's been built up for a long time. We've been talking about the SECURE Act concept for years. You know, it's not a new idea in Congress. It just got passed in May in the House um, of twenty nineteen, but then the Senate you know really didn 't get around you know and the president signing it until December twentieth you know and barely a month ago you know the paint 's not dry yet on it, so you know you, you may not see um enough, but there 's a lot there and and we're we 're getting a lot of questions um you 'll start seeing a lot of uh financial articles being written about it eventually, the wall street attorneys will will put out their You know, synopsis of the plan. And then eventually the IRS will put out their, you know, what we call regulations. In other words, Congress passes the law. Right. IRS tries to, you know, um, watchdog the law and and and, you know, give uh, regulations out, you know, regarding how they interpret what they think our good congressmen were trying to achieve. Um, So, you know, we'll we'll be talking about the SECURE Act for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. It's not going away.
2: And there's no some things that are gray and fuzzy. We're not clear on, you know, answers yet.
1: Right. Um, Or regulations, as you said. But what are some, you know, what I call the SECURE Act briefs? Okay. Um, so one of them that's, you know, we're getting a lot of questions on is the idea of, you know, Mark, um, okay, so the required minimum distribution age is raising from 70 and a half to age 72. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that only affects people who don't attain age 70 and a half until after December 31st of 2019. Okay? Um, so there there's a lot of early questions about that. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, kind of go from there. Um, another thing, what people are getting confused is that, They've heard that the life tables that the required minimum distributions are based on are changing. That's a separate piece of legislation, Carrie, right? That mm-hmm. was something that um, it, it, late in the year, the fourth quarter of the year, the IRS issued proposed regulations that they were going to uh, slightly adjust the life uh, you know, uh, expe- um, expectancy tables that we used to, you know, recommend. right now they're proposed right now. That's not law yet.
2: That's not part of the secure act.
1: That's not part of the secure which act.
2: which I think people have gotten confused right. about.
1: Um, but, you know, if it goes through as proposed, those new life tables would be effective in 2021. OK, um, not they're not scheduled <laughs> to be implemented in this year in 2020. OK. Um, but both those things, which we keep coming back to, is just meaning that the RMDs are going to get slowed down. Okay. Okay. Um, it and, doesn't
2: mean, actually, that you should still follow required well, minimum.
1: that's the plan. Or that's the, that's the debate. Right. right. Um, because the other thing what you know, uh, what is raising a lot of eyebrows is the idea that the stretch IRA is being eliminated. Or what I call the less-stretched IRA, right? You know, and, and and that's the the rule where you know under the current law or the previous law, um, you know, non-spouse beneficiaries um, who can't do the spousal rollover thing would, uh, you know, would be able to take required minimum distributions over their lifetime, mm-hmm. okay? Which could be a very long time, right? Especially if uh, you know the 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 IRA decedent owner. Is leaving the beneficiary supposedly like a grandchild or something, right? Okay, um, you know that's what's going away. They in other words, Congress had to have a way to pay for this Secure Act for some of the things that you know the benefits that are in Secure Act. So they had to raise money, and by doing this less-stretched IRA, you know, you know, they think that's going to, you know, <laughs> it's they think that's that's going to raise what. $15 billion or something, I mean, you know, $15, 16000000000 over the next 10 years. So that's help paying the, the way for this. Um, you know. Now, so there's been a lot of questions about, and a lot of people are really upset that this stretch IRA is going away. By the way, if you're really upset that the stretch IRA is going away, come in and see us for a consultation because I really don't think you need to be. There's going to be lots of ways if you want to avoid, if you think now that, you know, if your plan was never to spend your IRA and to leave a big IRA for your kids, well, maybe you ought to think differently.
2: And, you know, that's a good reason and a good point as far as if to come in um, for consultation and talk about it. The classes are about planning strategies and concepts. The consultation, we'll talk about your issues, your questions. And we have a lot of people that have already called concerned about
1: this issue. Yeah. And so you don't really need to be concerned about this issue unless now if you are in the camp where you your attorney. Remember, one thing we do at the estate planning team, we coordinate your advisors. Mm -hmm. And, And certainly that includes the attorney who is drafting your legal documents. OK, so sometimes when we have, you know, Congress have major tax law changes, we say, you know what? We need to have a review with your attorney because perhaps what is in your trust. Remember, it's not your neighbor's trust. What's in your trust that was maybe written under the old law needs to be slightly tweaked under the new law. Mm-hmm. That's certainly, Carrie, we went through that all through the days when the estate, uh the federal state tax exemption was changing. Right. right. Remember, when we first started, the exemption was six hundred thousand you know a little bit different from In uh, Ohio today's 12:351 right. yeah you know, so, yeah, so, you know, that, would but even so, so secure act, you know, in other words, if you had, were going down the path where your attorney and you, and you worked out a plan where you were going to eventually have what we call an IRA trust, meaning that the beneficiary of your IRA was going to be your trust. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say after your spouse. Right. So let's say, you know, if you're single, your trust, or if you're married, the, the contingent beneficiary was going to be your trust. And then your trust had all these spendthrift provisions and stuff like that, you know, because you were worried that your kids were going to, you know, not follow the stretch rules. Remember that's Right. That's the other thing, Carrie, for all those that are worried that the stretch, you know, your kids were going to follow the stretch rules anyways. And
2: statistically, they don't.
1: Right. So. So. But my point is, if if. Your attorney has drafted you one of these what I'm just simply calling a IRA retirement trust, you know, something like that. You you should be getting with them and reviewing with them, you know, if changes need to be made. But that's, you know, but, but anyways, back there. So there's another new, you know, a little brief here, though. There, there are certain, a certain group of um, beneficiaries that won't be affected by the less stretched. Ten-year rule for IRAs, Carrie. And by the way, another clarification, a little brief here. The ten years meaning that there is no required minimum anymore for those ten years. In other words, let's say um, I'm, you know, in, you know, inheriting, right? Right. In year one, I don't, you know, normally under the old rules, a non-spouse beneficiary has to begin require minimums within a year after the owner's right. death. So that's what's slightly tweaked differently. So under this new 10-year rule, you don't. So you didn't. You wouldn't necessarily have to take any RMD in the first year or the second year Which or the third year. Which could be
2: good for people, maybe I'm working and I'm planning to retire in that 10-year period, depending on where you're at. Right. That, for some people, that could be an opportunity, and other people, it's going to be, could
1: be right. a problem. That's why you don't ask your neighbor what they're planning right. on doing, right? And But the idea is it all has to be out by tenth the 10th year. Okay, so you know something like that, but but as I said, so there's this new term, Carrie. We call it eligible designated beneficiaries. Okay, EDBs. Okay, um, and there's you know five of those groups that the the new stretch rules don't apply, meaning they're grandfathered. Okay,
2: their
1: grandfather. mm-hmm. okay. Um, one obviously is surviving spouses. Okay,
2: right. They can still do the rollover.
1: Uh, Another one is disabled individuals, and there's IRS rules about I was going to say was there should be a. Disabled. That's
2: clearly identified.
1: Another one is chronically ill individuals.
2: Is that clearly spelled out?
1: Okay. Um, another one is individuals not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. Okay. So this would come into place if you are inheriting an IRA from a sibling, let's say. Right. Okay, um, where you wouldn't have to follow the ten-year rule. Also, by the way, if you uh, already inherited the IRA, you know, prior to January first, yeah. you're grandfather.
2: You are under the old rules. Yes. You still have to follow what you've already been doing all right. along.
1: Yeah. Um, now, then, the fifth group is for minors, but mm. it's minor children. So there's been some confusion over this, okay? where people
2: are thinking, "Oh, my grandkids are covered." Mm, no, mm, wrong.
1: Oh, well, I am i don't have any children, but I love my nieces and nephews. Uh, no. Um, the minor rule is for children. Only. Okay. Um, and that rule says that if they are minors, they don't have to start this 10-year distribution until they attain the age of majority. Hmm. So, Carrie, what is the age of majority?
2: I would say 18, but I don't know with the IRS. Well,
1: this is where the paint's not exactly <laughs> dry yet. Okay, so we're not exactly sure. Are they going to say
2: 18 or are they going to say 21?
1: Okay, so here's one write-up summary. Um, The age of majority is not necessarily the age under the law of the child's home state. Rather, existing regulations state a child may be treated as having not reached the age of majority if the child has not completed a specified course of education and is under the age of 26. Regulations will be needed to define specific course of education and to deal with the effect of gaps in enrollment for those not enrolled in any specific specified course of education. Their home state age a majority eighteen in most states, um, pre, you know, presumably controls. Right.
2: Why don't they just make it a blanket at nineteen? period in the year calendar year you turn 19 or 18 Car- or 20 i'm not here to
1: defend the logic <laughs> simplicity or fairness of the it US makes tax no code.
2: sense why just they just here o- to talk
1: about the rules they
2: continually overcomplicate okay. everything
1: um another brief is this may affect if you're now executing qualified charitable distributions Okay, QCDs. We've talked a lot about that. Right. A lot of our clients have had to go to that when under the Trump's tax law, you know, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, um, that they no longer are able to deduct charitable contributions on their Schedule A because they can't get over the new higher standard deduction. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they had attained required minimum age, you know, the qualified charitable distribution allows you to send money directly from the IRA to your charity. A direct rollover. And if you execute that maneuver, you don't have to report it as a taxable distribution on your tax return. It's a wash. It doesn't go even go into your AGI. Um, and so you're still getting a benefit for your charitable contribution. In other words, that charitable, the, the, you know, that counts towards your required minimum distribution. Well, that rule was that you were allowed to execute that if you had attained age 70 and a half. So there is some confusion on whether now that they re- you know it put the required minimum distribution age off to age seventy two. Does that mean the qualified distribution rollover isn't available to seventy two, or is it still grandfathered and available at seventy and a half?
2: I would guess the answer is it depends.
1: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but it or if some if you're caught right in those mid ages, right. You know where you where know, do you I know, fall? Um. So, you know, um, you know, so effective for QCDs made in any tax year beginning after 2019, the $100,000 QCD limit for that year is reduced but not below zero by the aggregate amount of deductions allowed for prior year's tax due to the aforementioned Secure Act change. Is this getting kind of complicated?
2: Mm-hmm. Very much so. So What they're talking about too
1: is, you know, under the Secure Act, one of the big briefs, one of the big benefits is now the restriction that said you could no longer contribute to a tax deductible IRA, you know, once you had turned eight seventy and a half and a half has been lifted. Okay. Okay. So now if you're still a, a working, earning, you know, earned income, whether through W 2 or self employment or something like that, um, and you're over 870 and a half, um, you can still now. Contribute to an IRA, okay. But there, but what the the saying is, but if you do that, you can't in the same year do the QCD because now you're getting kind of like a double tax, right? Break. So it's it's it, it, all right. So you get the point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Secure Act, you know, this is typically what happens. The Congress they rush a law through. Um, it's got thousands of words to it. It's going to take time for the Wall Street attorneys to to look at it. It's going to take time for the IRS to look at it. You know, we will be getting clarifications as time goes by.
2: But the bottom line is you don't have to do anything right now. I think that's where people are like, how does that affect me? Well, you have time in the year. There's nothing you have to do in January or February.
1: Right. You know, for example, Carrie, some people are saying, "Okay, let's mark. What about this new rule? that says I can contribute to an IRA even though I'm over age 70 and a half. So, because Carrie, remember, you have until April 15th of 2020 to fund your 2019 IRAs, mm-hmm. right? So some people are saying, well, I am attained age 70 and a half in 2019. I didn't think I could fund an IRA. I'm still working. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could fund an IRA, but now that I know that I, the rule has changed and no, the new rules don't affect, go into effect until 2020. So if you were thinking that you, you know, attained age 70 and a half in 2019 and now the new law allows you to contribute to an IRA and you can still fund your tax deductible IRA by April 15th for last year, no. no, You'll be able to do it for 2020 if you're still working, but for not for 19. So those are just some of the, uh, you know, what I call the SECURE Act briefs um we will oh, be continue good. to be talking about those we will be talking about them at the classes um if there is enough commotion over this Carrie... We may actually, you know, do a special class just for that. Right, right? because there
2: are opportunities and problems. And take advantage of our free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. You'll see how we're different, what we're about. We want clients to want to work with us. So our job is to simply show you what we can do for you, give you some options, and then you just simply decide whether or not you want to work with us. And we've been lucky enough to have clients work with us many, many years now. And the company's been around more than 35 years. Mark, we've been with the company almost or over 25 now, um, so a very long time. And you can take advantage of the consultation or you can come out to our planning classes. Make sure you register. We still have spots for both classes, but next week, Wednesday, January 22nd at 3 o'clock is the IRA tax-qualified asset and Roth planning class. If you're 59 and a half or older and have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, we're talking about strategies to minimize the overall tax liability during lifetime and to your heirs, Roth contributions versus conversion rules and techniques, costly mistakes, misconceptions. Um, We're going to talk about the new secure act, stretch IRAs and so much more. And then on Tuesday, January 28th at six o'clock is our class for retirees and people nearing retirement and talking about issues that impact your lifestyle and long term financial stability, strategies and steps you should take in preparing for retirement and then during your retirement years, financial disruptors, rising healthcare costs, inflation, uh, market volatility, timing of Social Security, the Secure Act, retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking, and much more. And that's 440. Two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety, or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right,
1: we've got our uh, this is a notorious bid. I was
2: going to say I would know that one.
1: Um, you know, he's, you know, he. He died young, right? He yeah, he murdered, did. drive-by shooting, age 24, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't really ever really into the gangsta. I I'm going to have to have sound engineer Eric make sure I can play this on the radio, Carrie. I, I don't know. I
2: don't know if this one. But um, you know what? Sometimes when I listen to the radio, they were the filtered version. Yeah. I think a couple times when I've heard the actual, that's not what I heard on the radio. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, The real
2: versions are a little bit different. <laughs> judging
1: the video that I'm watching right now, I, I, I think it may get an not rating. I was
2: going to say some... Most, not that most, I'm complaining. I here. was going to say most of those videos were all, like, booty-shaking
1: videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> description. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, Notorious Big, you know. Uh, right. So, again, you know... I, I don't know if it's the strongest or the best class ever, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least you can't say it's not diverse.
2: Right. Um, oh, although I heard their complaints because there's not many women other than Whitney Houston. Um, I'm not like that, but I've heard well, it, w- it was been all over. The... Not
1: like that all-white debate the other night, you know, the Democrats. Had. Was that the most boring thing?
2: I um, heard it was boring. It's I, a, the, I, exciting,
1: I, the most exciting thing was, you know, the the commotion at the end and the Oh, between, uh, yeah. All right, so... Um, so let's see. So, I mean, Trump is so much more exciting. Um, you know, first quarter, earn. you know, the economy is just unbelievable, Carrie, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It, Mary Erdos, J.P. Morgan Chase. They just announced earnings, and they were incredible. Where, Where are you? They were very substantial. Will you say thank you, Mr. President?
1: <laughs> at least? So, so I mean- did you get this commotion right? So, JP more you know, first quarter earning. Well, and that's it's the fourth quarter earnings that are coming right now. It's the first earnings release of 2020, Carrie. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the fourth quarter earnings of the company. Right. And, you know, so the banks. You know, Goldman Sachs missed, but you know, but Morgan Stanley just blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, earnings per share came in at buck thirty. The consensus was eighty cents. The earnings that President Trump was just you know talking about one point two seven billion for the quarter.
2: That's amazing. I mean,
1: consensus was un- you know nine hundred forty four million. That's
2: incredible.
1: It's like their their wealth management profit margin is like twenty seven percent. I mean, but, you know, but, you know, that was it. You know, a lot of people and that's what Trump was referring to, because there are a lot of people that that are upset about that, because what they're saying is you know, the Trump tax cuts gave a thirty two billion dollar windfall to America's top banks.
2: OK, but at the same time, look at the jobs report.
1: Um yeah, you know, so, you know, JPMorgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, all posted earnings this week showing they saved $18 billion in 2019, more than the prior year, um, as their average effective tax rate fell to 18% from 20%. You know, the Democratic socialists are just going to have a field day with this, um, right, you know— um, you know, debate has raged over the tax overhaul's impact since Trump signed it into law. You know, in, in the first year, um, you know, the rage
2: because markets are great, jobs are good. The
1: tax savings have spurred the banks to record profits. The six firms posted 120 billion in net income for 2019, inching past 2018's mark. They've never surpassed 100 billion before the tax cuts.
2: Well, look at the market too. Are they not taking that into account?
1: So you know we'll see. Um, yeah, markets all new times right. High. You know housing starts was up right thirteen year high. You know up sixteen percent. You know so we've got a lot of good news. Consumers are roaring. You know the, the welcome to the new roaring twenties, okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. So now um, you know. So that's all taking place. We'll see while the you know impeachment's go you know moves on in a snail's pace, right? Um, did you see the, the whole ceremonial thing, the walk? You know, I mean, it was so, you know. No. It, it's, it was it was like they were inaugurating a pope. Yeah, I mean, this is not a religious ceremony, you know, impeachment. And, and you know, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, and, yeah, and, I think
2: I just saw on our TV. It was highlights on the five or yeah, something. I think America's,
1: I'm bored with it. I, I don't, don't even,
2: yeah. Um, I know at home we watch right. the highlights, but.
1: Mm. Okay, so how to build.
2: Financial plan.
1: A financial plan. Um and if you're too busy to do it, you know, or if you want to get a head start, come to the classes that we're having mm-hmm. um, that, you know, in the workbook. And that'll get you a good start. And I know, Kira, I know what you're saying there. Mark, I'm too I'm working. I'm too busy to come to our classes. Mm-hmm. OK, come in for a free consultation. Um, you can go home with the class book. You know, we'll give right. you one. You know, if you want us to run a uh, if you've never seen a professional Social Security analyzer, you want us to run one for you. You know, before you come in for the consultation, give us your numbers, and and we'll, we, you know, we can, you know, run one of those for you. Um, I know what you're hearing. I know what I'm, you know, you're saying though. I'm Mark. I'm too busy to come in for a free consultation. That's okay. We get it. We can do those by phone,
2: and we try to make the process efficient and customized. Some people like to meet in person. We understand busy people, um, and especially people who are working or getting close, and you have families, or people Yeah, the
1: sandwich generation, Or people Carrie. we have
2: retired are taking care of their parents. Yeah. Or so or gra- helping out with grandkids, I, where... I,
1: right now, Mark Donnelly, I've got four generations dealing with.
2: Right. Oh, that's right. You get right. busy. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know if they will ever be five, but four generations is complicated. Right. Um, you know, and so, yeah. So, I can't believe, Carrie, just in retrospect, you know, you said we've been... You know, helping, you know, build custom plans for over 35 years. In retrospect, I can't believe how much more today clients, you know, this is the difference between like the baby boomers. Right. Or even your ex-generation um, versus the greatest generation. Right. They are much more comfortable with the you know telephones and the and all the things, I mean, I was working on the client the other day. He's got me you know hooked up to his laptop because he's busy. He's trying trying to show me something on his laptop while I'm sitting in my office.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, I mean, there, so people are getting you know it's it's a busy time. How do you get more efficient? How do you keep the progress growing? So yeah, so w- we are open to that you know the telephone uh, consultations. We can do those before traditional business hours or after, right? So you know. That. But let's say, you know, so, you know, you're doing this other. All right. Well, one of the things, um, you know, that we've been doing in January is, you know, going over how we build a financial plan for um, our clients. And you can go back and listen to the podcast to get, to get caught up. You know, one of the things that I was talking about last week is, you know, a lot of times we hear from the client care, they say, Mark, I don't know what rate of return I should tell you to use to build my financial plan.
2: Right. That's not uncommon.
1: Okay. Um, And we talked a little bit about that last week. You can go listen to last week's podcast. Um, But the idea is I said, well it's not really a feeling. It's it's more of how you're really allocated. I mean, this is where, you know, this this is a good conversation to have with your investment advisor. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Investment Advisor, the way you have my account allocated today, what rate of return do you think we should be using to to build my financial plan? All right. And then that's a good opening discussion question. And it should be based somewhat on how you're allocated. Simplicity, you know, how much you have in growth versus how much you have in fixed. So last week I was using the 60-40 allocation, right, Gary? Because that's a very Mm -hmm. popular one. Right. It's been used, you know, that you have 60%. You're targeting to have 60% of your investments in growth and 40% in fixed. And I was saying, historically, if we let's use the S and P 500 for the benchmark for the growth, and let's use the Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index for the benchmark for the fix. Now, your investment advisor may get much more fancy than that. Right. He may break it down between international. He may go use the Russell. Um, he may be using um, something besides the uh, just the U.S. bond index. But that's fine tuning it, right? You, know, you right. know, it's just the idea that. Um, so, I was saying, you know, what, you know, the, the recent five year and 10 year, re, you know, annualized returns have been in that. And just to recap, you know, the five year annual, you know, like an annualized return has been about um, 7.32%. Okay. Um, the 10 year, about 8.59%. Okay. Um, by the way, some people say, well, Mark, I think 60 40 is too risky for me. I'm at 50 50. I'm trying to target 50-50. How have they done? Well, five years, about 6.61%. Uh, Ten-year, about 7.79%. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And you can say, well, Mark, I'm really, um, at- I'm only, uh, you know, I'm not even, you know, 50-50. I'm more like 40-60. You know, we're actually I got the majority in fixed. Okay, how is that done using those same benchmarks? Well, five year, about five point nine, 10 years, just a shy under, you know, six point nine nine, basically seven percent. Now, if you're paying a management fee, you have to take that off those, of course. Right. Um, But, you know, that's just, you know, the general, you know, idea. Now I now I got some, you know. Feedback from that when I said I mean, okay, like, Mark, you're tricking us because even if you go back ten years under the recent ten years that excludes the Great Recession, right? Okay, because that's what's really going to you know upset the apple cart, right? Okay, so so Carrie, you're going to
2: come back and I went
1: and did fifteen years. Okay, okay, so how has the sixty forty done annualized fifteen years? Six point six percent.
2: Hmm, not that.
1: Okay. The 50 50 allocation about 6.19%. Okay. And the 40 60 about 5.79%. So, you know, it 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 does, you know, just the idea of saying, you know, that's how you, you have to look at it. You know, people tend to, you know, a lot of people right now are saying, when is this bull market? When is this longest expansion in US history going to end? I don't know when it's going to end. You know, we, we, we know there's no recession in sight, you know, the, from what the now the economists are telling us, you know, at least no recession in 2020. Um, you know, but does that mean they'll never be in one again? Mm -hmm. You know, so the idea is, you know, don't take on more risk than what you need to be okay. If your plan is working, if your plan A, if your custom financial plan when you're done is working based on a 5% rate of return, make sure you're allocated for that, that you're not allocated to get a lot more, you know, carry if, um, you know, if you uh, wanted to. I mean, if you you know, in other right. words, the greed factor sometimes comes right. in. Right. You know, sometimes it's you nice take on get more risk WD. than
2: you need to be okay, and then uh, you take on the risk of potential loss.
1: Um, another thing, too, is, you know, so, we, you know, the idea of building the plans is, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, we talk about that difference between what the robot's going to do and the human element. In, in other words, a good example of that is, the distribution plan for investments. A lot. How often do we get that question? Mark, I know I'm wealthy on paper, right? But I really don't understand how I'm going to get the money out of the market.
2: Right. It's or, the you know, cash flow issue. It's the cash. It's the flow income.
1: Um, and
2: and that's hard to get your head around sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, and so and and typically this is why because. The computer models that are out there, you know, the CAN software programs, typically they have to default to something. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of times they default by saying, okay, well, you know, tell us how much you think about planning on spending. And then maybe the, the computer is going to, you know, give a pro forma how much income taxes you know, because that's a that's a relatively floating number, right? And in right. other words, how much income taxes you pay in any one year is directly related to how much taxable income you create, which is directly related to how much you're spending. Right. Okay. Um so it's the idea of saying, okay, how does um you know the, the robot do so it says, okay, well I know what the client's expenses are going to be. We've made a determination of how much fixed income is going to come in. So if you're right. working, that'd be your wages. If you're retired, that would be your pension and perhaps Social pension Security. Pension, if you're lucky. Okay. Then after that, the robot says, "Okay, if to to, to meet my gap shortfall, I go to the nest egg." Okay. And the nest egg, and it's usually going to default. It's going to say, you know, it, now if you're already at required minimum distribution age, now remember, all the robots are going to have to change, right? Right. Because it's going from 70 and a half to 72.
2: Depending on if you're already taking it or not.
1: Okay. So, you know, the ro- all the robots are, and all the computer programmers are working that out, Right. Unless you're grandfathered, right? Right. You know, because if you attained age seven and a half before.
2: And you've already, or been already taking minimum, it's not going to change. Yeah. So
1: we have to have two, the robots have to keep track of two potentials, right? Right. Okay. Um, But. Back to the point, so if so, if you're already in the required minimum, the robot may default and say, well, you got to take your required minimum out anyways, so we're going to assume that's coming out. Right. Then, but let's say you're not a required minimum age. Well, chances are the robot's saying it's not telling you to take money if, let's say, for example, it's going to go to first default to how much cash did you sell right. the robot you've got.
2: That checking and savings money okay. markets. Then it
1: may say how much non-qualified investments that you, do you have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then it may say, okay, if that's not enough, then it may say you have to go into the qualified plans, even though you're not required yet. Right. Okay. Or it may even go, then after that, if you've got, let's say, example, non qualified annuities. It probably doesn't know what to do with that. I mean, no one knows what when to right. plan of those. That's the biggest problem we have, you know, that no one ever gets around to telling you when you should start taking money out of your non-qualified annuities, right?
2: Which wasn't the plan to create future income? That's um, the purpose of annuities?
1: Or Roth IRAs, in other words, which the robot says, oh, obviously the client never wants to take out a Roth IRAs. Well, I don't know if that's the case.
2: No, ideally, that's where the detail comes in. And looking at thresholds and creating that income you need, and not just looking at one tax year, looking at multiple years. Usually just don't want to take it all from non qualifieds. And even then, if you have multiple non qualified where do you take it from? Where do you take it from? Um, how much, I mean, designing that tax-efficient distribution plan and, cr- plan and creating the income you need as efficiently as possible is what we do. Maybe you want to take uh, so much up to, we're going to calculate how much we, room we have on the tax return and we may want to max out, say, the 12% tax bracket or the 12, or 22. So then we may take from, look at options of taking from the qualified. We know we want to do some calculations with some long-term tax planning, and maybe it's coordination with the CPA, depending on what's going on there, and then make up the gap through some non-qualifieds, but depending on how those are taxed, and then also maybe taking the difference from a Roth. Because depending on how much you have in a Roth, maybe you don't want to go and you're getting really close to that threshold. So maybe you do want to take a little bit from those different places, and that's what we do in that long-term complex life flow plan.
1: Right. So, you know, sometimes we call that Playing the tax limbo game, Karen. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're not sure what we're talking about, come to our class.
2: Uh, right, so, and so we'll the, spend the, the time, and we have updated tax tables in these workbooks as well.
1: Have, the, now, remember this IRA Roth class is coming up fast, Carrie. Right, you, you know. that is
2: on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, uh, the 22nd at three o'clock, right in Middleburg Heights, and it's for um, the IRA tax qualified assets. So that's company plans, um, drop funds, um, deferred comp. Um, those types of assets, Roth contributions, conversion rules, the new SECURE Act, stretch IRAs, and much more. Then on January 28th, we have our class for people in retirement or approaching retirement, creating that tax-efficient income, retirement rules. You should consider breaking strategies to take before and during your retirement years to get the best result possible and to register for these free classes. We do ask that you register ahead of time. Seating is limited, but we do have space available and we want to make sure that we have enough handouts, which are really workbooks you get to take with you. And there's a wealth of information in those. And that's 440-239-2090 or call us for a free consultation if you can't make the classes and just want to talk about your individual questions and concerns. Remember, we can do that by phone also. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com.
1: All right. So here's another one of our inductees. I
2: like this song. Oh. I'm trying to think who sings it.
1: This is the Doobie Brothers.
2: Okay. Yeah. I know the Doobie Brothers.
1: Gonna- okay. Um, all right. They,
2: they, they had more than a one hit wonder. <laughs> a
1: few. <laughs> yeah. few hits over the years. Yeah. I would definitely. Um, all right. So a few minutes left. I, you know, another thing, to Sometimes. We take a general rule that's floating out there in the cloud, and we say, "How do you use this financial rule or financial tool in your own custom financial plan?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one that doesn't get too much uh, talk about is the Rule of sixty-one. Okay. And do you remember me talking about this, Carrie? This, I, you know, this is just a fun one that kind of sometimes we look at, you know, and. So this individual named David Blanchett, you know, he's head of retirement research at Morningstar. He came up with it. And what he was doing was he he was studying, you know, real cases and, you know, trying to do an analysis of when people said they were going to retire and when they actually did. Okay. Okay. And, you know, what it was, was it was a magic number 61. So he said that people who, plan to retri- people who plan to retire earlier than that age tend to retire later. Okay. Okay. And those who plan to retire after 61 tend to retire earlier. In other words, huh. depending when they say how much earlier than 61, right. they retire later. And then if they say, I'm going to retire after 61, whatever age they choose, they tend to not work that long. Okay. Okay. And, it, and he said he even put it down to a two-year. Um, you know you know uh factor okay so so basically what he says is you know, in other words, if you plan to retire at age sixty nine mm-hmm. you take sixty nine and you subtract sixty one okay what do you get Gary? eight right you take eight and divide by two to come four. up with four, so chances are you 're going to retire at sixty Your planned age sixty nine minus four
2: well, I thought people retired at sixty five because of medicare i don 't okay. know that that
1: um now. Let's say you go the other way. Let's say you plan to retire at 59. Okay. So you take 61 minus 59, which equals two. You divide by two, which equals one. So basically you'll probably retire at 60. Okay. So that's a, that's, you know, and I'd I'd love to know more. Again, it's just fun with numbers. Right. But obviously this guy is serious and he did do the study. So that's one of these things that say, you know, you keep that in mind, you know, you know, you know. If you're saying that the how you're going to solve, you know, or the baby dilemma that I can never retire and you're just telling the robot that you're going to work forever, that may be a false sense of security Mm -hmm. because you may not be able to do it. And that's sometimes what we talk about with our clients.
2: All right. Take advantage of the free consultation or sign up for our free updated classes at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit FinancialFoodForThought.com.